You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. I can do all things is the title of this devotion. And of course, for most of you, you know that is a statement where the Apostle Paul there in Philippians chapter 4 says, verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But if I can just read that verse 12 and 13 of Philippians 4 again to you from the classic Amplified, it helps you kind of realize here what the Apostle Paul is really laboring in the spirit to be able to communicate to you and me. He says, let me go ahead and start in verse 11. Not that I am implying that I was in any personal want. He's talking about how their giving has brought such a sweet incense before God. It was so pleasing to God. He says, and I'm not saying that this because I was in some personal want. For I have learned how to be content, satisfied to the point where I am not disturbed or disquieted in whatever state I'm in. I've learned to stay in this place. My father loves me. My father's with me. If I have a lot or if I have nothing, my father is my joy and the rejoicing of my heart. In him I am complete. He says, I know, listen closely, verse 12, how to be abased how to be humbled in life and go through dire straits and to live humbly in straight, straightened circumstances. And I also know how to enjoy plenty and live in abundance. And you know something? There are people, they can somehow always keep a good spirit of faith when everything is tough and they're barely making it and they're just barely getting through or they can't even get through and still they get through And then they come into prosperity and they leave. They leave the Lord. I've seen it happen. I've seen men who tithe when they didn't have the money to live on and they tithe and kept God first. Then they came into wealth and they stopped tithing. And you think, come on, haven't you read Deuteronomy 8 where the Lord says, when you've got your houses, when you've got your lands, when you've got your vineyards, don't forget me, don't forget me by stopping to do what my word has said. You know, and and friends, I've seen it. So in other words, we have to learn not only how to function with a good spirit and good attitude when things are difficult and lean and hard. And we need to have an excellent spirit also when we're all prospering and successful and so forth. He says, I've learned how to operate when I'm abased live humbly in straightened circumstances. I know also how to endure plenty and live in abundance. I have learned in any and all circumstances the secret of facing every situation, whether well-fed or going hungry, having a sufficiency enough to spare or going without and being in want. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I'm self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Wow. Again, 
I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I'm ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I'm self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Why not take that word? Right here. Philippians 4 verse 13. Where's the point in your life where you're struggling? Where you being nagged upon by the flesh or by the enemy's little provocative feelings and thoughts? Why not put this word right there? Why not lay that word right there in the area where maybe you've been enduring long in faith and standing in faith for symptoms to, 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 to change, for health to become perfect, for wholeness to be restored and it hasn't happened yet. Why not put that word right there? Put that word right there. Put that word in the area of your marriage where there's been hurt or discontent or want or longing or unfulfilled desires and where there is pain. Why not put that word right there? Why not put that word, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I'm ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I'm self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Why not begin to just say, Father, you are more than sufficient for me in this. I will have your wonderful presence, your wonderful grace abounding right now into me, right here, that I have a sweet spirit, a good spirit. I'm content in you. I'm complete in you. I'm lacking nothing. You are more than enough for me, Father. I worship you. I worship you for clothing me with your presence, Father, and beautifying me by your holy love and spirit, Father, that even though I'm going through this physically, your love is shining from me, your favors are bounding through me, your blessings, Father. Why not let this spirit, I can do all things, come into your whole being, I, don't, I think it's such a trap to, th to have to wait for the circumstances to change, for you to change. And often it's the other way around, folks. Most of the time, circumstances don't change until we do. Not always, but many times. I believe God works through the circumstances, you see, even when they are causing us pain and loss to reveal a greater depth of the death of His Son in us so that we may be dead to self and alive to the Father. And that as we come out of the trial, we come out with a changed nature, not because of the trial, but because of what the Father was able to reveal of the nature of His Son in us. And the Apostle Paul, here in 2 Corinthians 12, says in verse eight, three times I called upon the Lord and besought him about this and begged that it might depart from me these trials he was having continuously, these difficulties. But he, the Lord said to me, my grace, Paul, my favor and loving kindness and mercy is enough for you, sufficient against any danger and enables you to bear the trouble manfully, for my strength and power are made perfect, fulfilled and complete and show themselves most effectively in your weaknesses. Therefore, 
I will all the more, Paul says, gladly glory in my weaknesses and infirmities so that the strength and power of Christ the Messiah may rest, yes, may pitch his tent over and dwell upon me so that for, for the sake of Christ, I'm well pleased and take pleasure in infirmities, insults, hardship, persecution, perplexities, distresses. For when I'm weak in human strength, then I'm truly strong and able, powerful in divine strength. When I feel that absolute fainting of self, this incredible power of Jesus enables me. You know, in traveling that I get to do here and there, when I go to minister in different nations, often the demand can be quite strong where you travel for long periods of time to get to these places. And the moment I get off the plane, I get to minister. And then I keep ministering, ministering until I get back on the plane and go back. And that can be quite an interesting experience, especially when there's also a lot of time differences. And I have found through the many years, the 45 years that I've been ministering now, that the Lord will grant me strength to be able to do it. And then sometimes I stand there and I pray for people seven, eight, nine, ten hours or longer even at times. And, I, and, I, and without let up, it's one person after the next, one person after the next. And I pray for them for hours on end. And I can truly tell you, humanly I could not do it, but this strength this incredible strength comes in my weak nature to be able to be a channel of His love and His life and His gifts and blessings for all these precious souls. And the thing that I am telling you this about is in no form to boast in myself except in the Lord, who's the strength of my life. But the Lord has begun to show me over the many years that He will entrust me with His strength as long as I don't waste it. If I would take that strength and then sit and watch TV for hours and hours on end, then the Lord would say, that's not what my strength is for. Now you can rest, you should rest, to cause your body to recover from all the demands placed on it. And so I've learned over time, no, I, I don't turn it on, I rest. And that is for these unusual circumstances that I do have frequently. On the other, other hand, I'm home, I go to sleep most of the time, 10 o'clock, because I get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. So I live in a rhythm, and in that rhythm, the Lord rebuilds my reserves, and He helps me also to keep a good spirit during the day as I get the privilege to share His love with Virginia and the family and the people around and every the work demands upon me on a day-to-day basis. But in other words, what I'm trying to show you through this small little testimony, my own experience, the strength of God will come. He will come, not based on your own abilities, but thus based upon your own submission and discipline of, of a life that is accommodating for that strength. I believe the Lord will enable you and me as we accommodate that ability by the way that we live. And, and God will work in you as He's worked in me to help you live in a way that accommodates His strength. I, I was just, while I was preparing this devotion, it just came to my heart 
how another part of this, you live a disciplined life that accommodates him enabling you. Another part of this is that you have this faith and I truly have this faith and it holds me steady, steady. And I really need that steadiness of heart. And for me, what does it look like, steadiness of heart? No, nope. I'm still inside, I'm still. God enables me, God enables me. Scriptures will help me in this. John 5, verse 19 and 20, Jesus said, the Son of Man can do nothing of himself except what he sees the Father do. And the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he does himself and he will show him greater things than these so that you may marvel. Those are scriptures that live in my heart. And if I ever can't get still, but I feel that human nature, anxious, afraid, oh my goodness, I can do, <laughs> what am I, what, you know, what can, no, 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 no. I still myself, I calm myself. But the word of God, I keep saying on me, I, for example, I was invited to go minister in a prison many years ago, very large prison, where prisoners lived for 30 or more years. And, um, and, and I had not done that before. And on my way there, my stomach was in a frenzy of nerves. It's not because I had thoughts. No, I had no thoughts. It just was there, this nervousness, this, it was ferocious. And I kept saying, Father, I know, I know you love me. I trust you. I trust you, Father. My ability is not of myself, but would you work through me? Second Corinthians 3, verse 4, our sufficiency is of God, who has made us sufficient as ministers of the Spirit. You know, it says that there. So I, I confess that. I speak it in my heart. I speak it to calm me. And it just wouldn't calm. And I was like, Robert, stop it. You can do nothing. God will do it. But okay, you know, and, and Paul says in First Corinthians chapter 2, I came to you in fear and trembling and determined not to know anything among you but Christ and Him crucified so that your faith would not rest in the wisdom of a man, but in the power of God. And I, I have these scriptures to help me, calm me and hold me steady. And I just, on my way there, I stood at the door and greeted the prisoners as they came in and oh, they were rowdy, they were mocking, they were yelling, they were whatever. And many was very friendly. Anyway, they did what they did. And now here I was introduced, oh, the nerves was overwhelming. But I stay still, I stay calm, I stay patient, I believe. I walk up. They give me the mic, and not until I t was given the mic did the power of God flood from heaven through me. And how the Spirit came to them, and 34 of them came forward to give their hearts to the Lord, and got greatly touched by the Holy Spirit. And folks, there was absolutely nothing of self there. It was all of God. Self, yes, was accommodating it, welcoming it, which brings up my last point. Yeah, I have this faith over time, has grown. Jesus is the author and perfecter of faith, Hebrews 12, verse 2 says. So that faith has grown in me that holds me, holds me steady like it did for that prison. And if you go with me here to 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 32, and David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him, Goliath the giant, who was what, almost 10 feet tall. Um, 
Again, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with the Philistine. And Saul said to David, you're not able to go against this Philistines to fight with him for you are a youth and he a man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it rose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of God. David, that's the point, friends, hath this spirit of faith. He had learned by faith that ability of God against the lion and against the bear. Now he could feel that same faith bringing him into that ability for that giant. And this was God. I believe also what Smith Wigglesworth said. Faith will welcome that ability of God or faith will take a hold of that ability of God. In other words, David was just there bringing food for his brothers from his father, Jesse. That's his father, Jesse said, son, your brothers have been out on the battlefield for 40 days and nights. Take these cakes and raisins and, and, and so forth and give the, and cheeses and give it to the captains there and go find out how your brothers are and come tell me. He had seven other brothers. He said, come tell me and how they are. And he came there just bringing food. Hi guys, how's it going and everything. And this, this ability came up in him. It was God calling upon him by enabling him. I believe God can call upon you by enabling you, but you can also call upon God through faith and take a hold of that ability. And it goes both ways, truly. It goes both ways. And I'll give you one more example in closing from the book of Numbers, chapter 13. And I want you to see how it pleases God when you trust him. Caleb and Joshua, together with 10 others, had spied out the land of Canaan for 40 days and 40 nights and returned to the camp and they brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Then they told him and said, we went into the land where you sent us and truly it flows with milk and honey and this is the fruit. But then they brought a bad report and what was the bad report? Their fear and insecurity. We need to be so careful to not let our fears take hold of our mouth or our insecurity take control of our character. We need not, all of us can have insecurity, folks. Call it what you like. That horrible fear that I felt going to that prison, call it insecurity if you like. 
whatever you want to call it, but I didn't allow it to take control of me. I didn't allow it to stop me. I didn't voice it. I didn't say, oh, I'm so nervous, so nervous. I said nothing. I kept my mouth shut. No, I kept believing. And through faith, I took hold of the ability of God. That was God enabling me. And here Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able. Hallelujah. Oh, but the man who had gone with Caleb said, we're not able, we are not able to go against these people that are so much stronger than us. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report. And they said, we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. I'll never forget this man <laughs> when we started the church 34 years ago. And we would pray out loud in tongues before the church service. And he said, oh, yeah, we're being an embarrassment to people here. Everybody's being so upset about our praying. I said, everybody, who's upset? He said, the owners, they're right there. They're right there. They're so upset about our praying and they don't like us to pray this way. And we're being an embarrassment. I said, we are? I said, okay, I'll go see them. I walked up to Jen was one of them. I forgot the other one. I walked up Jen and they were two women living together like a married couple and they let us rent their building for the church. I walked up to Jen and I said, hey Jen, how are you doing today? She said, oh, well, Pastor Robert. I said, can I ask you a question, Jen? And her, her friend was there. I said, do you ever hear us praying before we have our church service? She said, oh, Pastor, it's the favorite time of you being here. I said, favorite time? She said, yes, whatever that is, that sound you make, whenever you start making that sound, there comes such a wonderful spirit here, a presence. She didn't call it spirit, this wonderful feeling, I think she said. Oh, we love it. It is just so peaceful and so quiet and good. Even though you make so much noise, we feel this quiet and peace. You see, you have to be thoughtful. We're not able, we are able, Caleb. We're not able. You know, humility is not the confession of unbelief, but the confession of submission to God. And Caleb had to quiet the people. And Caleb said, if, verse eight of chapter 14 of Numbers, if the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into the land and give it to us. A land flown with milk and honey. Only don't rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. We're able, because the Lord is our ability. We're able, we're able, we're able. But they wouldn't listen. And I want you to see on whose side the Lord is. Because he said in verse 24, my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him and has followed me fully, I will bring him to the land where he went and his descendants shall inherit it. And Caleb, when he was an old man, 80 years old, 40 years later from this point, went in and possessed the land and his children possessed it. His daughters became heirs together with the tribes because God was so pleased with him saying, by my God, I am able and I want to encourage you. 
Oh, come on, sing it. I'm able, I'm able. I know I'm able. Come on, Mrushandaridi. I feel such an anointing for you and me. I'm able. Begin to praise him and believe that your God loves you, smiles on you and says, come on, my daughter. Come on, my son. Rise up in faith. Rise up. Here I am, your healing. Here I am, your provision. Here I am, the answer to all your needs. Believe, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. Have a good day.